we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the show. Glad to be with you today on the American Family Radio Network. Once again, this is AFA at The Core on American Family Radio. Jumping into our scripture uh, before we get into some of the news stories of the day, I want to turn your attention to Psalm chapter 11. And in this, in this chapter, the author says in verse 3, that if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? And so it, 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 the author here emphasizes, points to, draws our attention to the importance of having a strong foundation. The importance of having a strong foundation. And you look around the world in 2022, many people have no foundation at all, and uh, many people have a foundation, but it's built on sand. It's built on sand. And, you you know, building a building, I don't even know if that's a proper way to say it, building a building, <laughs> building a facility, building a structure, uh, is there's a lot of truth there. A lot of truth. You know, you think, well, uh, you know, I'm going to build a house. Or in our case, we're building a brand new headquarters here in Tupelo, Mississippi, called the Don Wildman Center for Cultural Transformation in honor of my grandfather, Don Wildman. Uh, so we're building a facility. We're building a uh, structure, a uh, headquarters here, a new headquarters. And so, you know, you look at the whole building process of, uh, of a structure, and there are some things about it that you look in Scripture, and Scripture uses these analogies, uses these comparisons, uses these uh, ways of describing a physical building with God's church and with uh, each of us as believers having a strong foundation. And if you, if you get the foundation wrong for a, a, um, a physical structure— then it, that is that is the worst thing you can do. That is the worst thing you can do because you can come back, you know, you can put a new roof on if you mess it up. Uh, if you get the paint color wrong, you can usually come back and fix that without much of a long-term structural problem. Um, if you want to move some receptacles around, you usually can do that. But if you get the foundation wrong, you really can't, uh, do a right fix, do a good fix on it without just starting over. And you can you can go in, and, and there are people that specialize in reinforcing foundations that were done wrong, but there's, there's no uh, really perfect way to fix a foundation that was done wrong other than to just start over, to start over from scratch. So as believers, let's translate this over to a spiritual context. As believers, 
our foundation is the Word of God. Our foundation is the Word of God, and that's what we have to stand on if we expect to have a good foundation and, to, uh, as Scripture says, to not be blown away uh, when the winds come. So our foundation is in God. Our foundation is in His Word, and that's where we need to stand strong as the body of Christ. Uh, jumping into our uh, news of the day and our, our program today, we're going to have my brother in with us, the second segment. Wesley will be in with us uh, next segment. We'll also have... Rob Chambers, he's a Vice President of Governmental Affairs for AFA. He's also an Executive VP over at AFA Action. We'll have him in last segment uh, to talk about some uh, election issues. And uh, we got a primary going on in the state of Texas. So we'll talk about that and talk about the iVoter Guide and some ways uh, that you as the public, you as the listening audience can be a more informed uh, voter. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that last segment of the show today. Uh, but, but first segment, I want to want to hover on the Russia-Ukraine situation because that is just dominating headlines, dominating headlines. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's uh, the rhetoric continues to be amped up. You know, you would think a week into this, the rhetoric would cool off a little bit. But no, the rhetoric is as hot as it's been. The rhetoric is as hot as it has been uh, over there. Well, domestically, as it relates to what's going on in Ukraine, um, we uh, one one thing I've noticed that gets overlooked, and I think we're as Americans we are so um, conditioned to the media, the uh, journalist, the news media, how they cover these issues, these international issues, all these domestic issues, all these stories, how the news media covers it, we're so conditioned to just accept, to just simply adopt how they cover the issues of the day. And and it's really glaring as it relates to Russia v. Ukraine. And our, our, our we've been conditioned as well when it comes to our elected officials, the politicians, the bureaucrats, all the talking heads and the media, how they talk about these international issues, we, we just, you know, you can you can almost tell people what they're going to say before they even say it. I mean, it's 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 the same old talking points. It's, it's the same old rhetoric. It's the same old everything that we've experienced with other international issues, whether it be um, Afghanistan, whether it be Iraq, whether it be North Korea, whether it be China. We've got all these international issues, these uh, battles between different countries, different powers on the world stage, and the talking points are all the same. They're all the same. And it's, it's, it's getting to a point where, as I mentioned, you can almost predict what they're going to say. So as it relates to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the... The Republicans seem to be fighting harder for Ukraine's sovereignty. Yes, I said the Republicans. Harder for the sovereignty of Ukraine's borders than our very own. And and they pitch lip service to our southern border crisis. We've got hundreds of thousands every month. Some months go over a million illegal immigrants crossing our southern border. 
and 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 the Republicans they'll go on TV and they'll say we need to secure our border and we need to build the wall and they they do all the talking points they've got their uh, top line message that they need to say, but when it comes to like actual actions, uh, true actions that are going to make a lasting difference for the security of America's borders, there's just not a whole lot being done there. There's just not a whole lot being done there, but. Ukraine gets invaded by Russia, and the Republicans, they are circling the wagons to make sure that we secure Ukraine's borders. I mean, Bobby sent me a story the other day. Now, this has to do with the Biden administration, not necessarily Republicans, but um, the Biden administration, they were recruiting—this is not a joke. This is a true story. The Biden administration is, is recruiting Customs and Border Patrol agents from America— United States CBP officers or Customs and Border Patrol officers, they were recruiting them to go over to Ukraine and help the U.S. government in Ukraine. No lie, Bobby, am I summarizing the story right? Oh, yeah, very much so. And and the surprising fact of all of this is, um, first of all, it's it's a good thing the CBP isn't understaffed at the border as it is. You know, the numbers that you just uh, gave to the audience is uh, those numbers are historic in nature. They, they just keep coming. And in fact, uh, Bill Riley, I saw an article, <laughs> I think today it was, uh, Bill Riley recommends that the convoys, the trucker convoys, go to the southern border to uh, to stop uh, the, the, the anarchy that's going on down there. <laughs> Maybe not a bad idea. Create a Indeed. wall with the, with the trucks. That's exactly with right. With the tractor trailers. Um, but... The, the, the last thing I'll say, and then I'm going to play a clip from Senator Rob Portman, is we, uh, America and our news media, they go for, for the solutions to our problems. They go to the people that created the problems. This problem with Putin invading Ukraine was fostered and created by our very own government. Oh, Walker, that's a stretch. That's Alex Jones' conspiracy theory. No, you look at the steps that the Biden administration and previous administrations have taken to enable Vladimir Putin to be in a position of strength that he was leading up to this. We created this predicament. By relying on billions of dollars worth of Putin's oil every year to drive our very own vehicles, some of this oil is probably used to drive our military vehicles. Who knows where all of the Russia's oil goes once it lands in America? And then, and then President Biden takes out the sanctions or the, the hold on Nord Stream 2, which makes Germany and other European countries even more reliant on, on on Russia's energy. But but guess what happens when when Putin invades Ukraine because America and NATO have enabled Putin to do this, where do we go for our solutions? Well we go to NATO and we go to the Biden administration. The very same people that got us in this mess are now the talking heads on TV telling us how to fix this mess. That's not how it works. In real life, that's not how it works. You don't go to the people that messed you up for the solutions to get yourself out of a mess. You just don't do that. You go to people that have credibility, 
and then have wisdom. And right now, it's not the Biden administration. Let's listen to clip four. This is Senator Rob Portman talking about how he hasn't seen this level of unity against a country since 9-11. Clip four. Senators, welcome back to Meet the Press. Got a couple of pieces of news that have trickled out literally uh, in the last few minutes. Senator Portman, let me start with the news that President Zelensky has agreed to send a delegation uh, to meet with a Russian delegation and the border of Ukraine and Belarus. Uh, obviously, we're always going to be pro-diplomacy if diplomacy can work here. Any advice to the Ukrainians on how to manage uh, uh, these negotiations? I think Ukrainians uh, know how to do it, and they also know to be uh, distrustful of whatever the Russians say, since everything that Vladimir Putin has said and other R Russian officials has, has been propaganda, disinformation. So they need to be careful. And by the way, Belarus is where the Russians wanted to have the meeting. Belarus is now under control of Russia, and Belarus is aiding and abetting mm -hmm. the, the Russians' attack on their neighbor Ukraine. So it's, it's outrageous. But let me say, Chuck, at the outset, our hearts go out to the Ukrainian people today. I mean, this is something where the American people are standing firmly with Ukraine. There are over 40 rallies around the country today in support of Ukraine. I'll be at one in Cleveland, Ohio this afternoon. But around the world, you see this, including in Russia, the world standing up in ways that, frankly, I haven't seen this kind of unity since 9-11. All right. Well, the last part is what I want to draw your attention to. Senator Rob Portman hasn't seen this kind of unity since 9-11. So, so America being invaded by foreign nationals at our southern border by tens and hundreds of thousands every month doesn't draw national unity enough to meet the threshold of 9-11? China releasing a bat virus to the world and killing millions of people with COVID doesn't draw enough attention and national unity like 9-11. But a country Thousands of miles away, a, a corrupt country of Ukraine gets invaded by another corrupt country called Russia, and that draws enough unity to match 9-11. That shows that the news media and the politicians can drive the narrative so much to focus our attention on all the wrong things. We'll be back in a few minutes. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. In Paul's first letter to Timothy, he expressed his awe, wonder, and amazement at the inexhaustible grace and mercy of God in that he saw fit not only to regenerate Paul, but to also find him worthy for appointment to gospel ministry. Paul knows his history as a blasphemer and a terrorist who sought to destroy the way of Christ following. He stands as a witness to the fact that no one, and I mean no one, is beyond the grace of God. Keep praying for your unsaved loved ones. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. The Gospel of Jesus Christ is full of story after story of God's grace towards broken and flawed people. Your girl may be a self-proclaimed perfectionist, but perfection isn't what God is looking for. In Romans, Paul says, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God desires for your girl to love Him and abide in His Word. In moments of failure or discouragement, remind your girl that she doesn't carry her burdens alone. Encourage her to offer those things to God through prayer and reading Scripture. Christ died so she could live free from a perfection she could never attain on her own and grow in the grace He has for her. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Here's some great news. If you miss the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. The um, I told Bobby during the break, you know, I'm making a lot of our listeners very uncomfortable. I can sense it because I'm I'm not beating the war drums like everybody else. I mean, what is going on with Walker? Is he in like Vladimir Putin's pocket or something? I mean, he is not beating the war drums like everybody else. That's because, folks, I don't want 19-year-old American men shedding their blood on Ukrainian soil against Vladimir Putin. That's why I'm not beating the war drums. And and, and I, 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 what is happening to innocent people in Ukraine is a travesty. It truly is. It truly is. But there are travesties all around this world. I mean, China is committing genocide against its own people running concentration camps, and we're, we're over there. NBC and all these other major companies are sponsoring the genocide games. They're sponsoring the Olympics, Wesley. So it's, it's hard to, to, to trust and listen to the people when there's such hypocrisy. Yeah, and there's obviously more creative ways that we can fight against what he's doing in Ukraine, he being Putin in Ukraine without sending our troops. Exactly. And um, I think I think the major yes. to your point now, that now whether the media is going to discuss that right. or act like there's only one option here is, is stupid. Yeah, and to Sorry. your point is that radio friendly? Uh, that's that's PG thirteen. Okay. I think we're good. We close. Um to your point, uh the real test here, and, and we've talked about this a little bit, Bobby and I've talked about this. The real test is are we gonna keep buying oil yep. from Vladimir Putin? 
How can we throw got these? Banned on that one, Walker. Yeah, I know. I'm, YouTube's going to pull me down. Yeah. How can we pull all these sanction cards out? By the way, that aren't going into effect in, until like a month from now. Mm-hmm. How can we pull all these sanction cards out and and say, well, we're going to pour Russian vodka down the drain? We're not going to do that. I'm not going to buy a Russian jacket, but but we're driving our cars with Russian oil. Mm-hmm. So that's the true test, and it's a hard test. I, I'm I'm, I'm going to go ahead and note that it is a hard test. Are we willing to see gas prices go to six and seven dollars a gallon because we can't use Vladimir Putin's oil anymore? Yep. And then we've got to take twelve to twenty-four months to build our own uh, energy independence again. So it's a tough battle. But Wesley, when our leaders put us in these positions, sometimes it takes tough decisions. Yeah, they're going to have to. Yeah, yeah. At this point, where we're sitting with what the information we got, I think that's the only solution. There, what that's the best first solution. There's a lot of solutions. That's the best first solution, and uh, ultimately they would have themselves to blame. Now, I don't know if they take responsibility for it. I, I doubt it. But that's that's definitely one way that we can make an impact and help the people in Ukraine without sending our people over there. Exactly. Well, Walker, we've got a lot of other things going on here at AFA and AFR, and um, got a, a, a change in uh, a shift in topics here toward the second half of this segment that we're going to get to, and we got some great research and some things we're going to look at from places like John Hopkins School of Public Health, uh, Med- Harvard Medical School, the University of Oxford when it comes to COVID and lockdowns and all the things that they've learned, plus a 2006 study that told us early on that it wasn't going to work. But before we get to that, <laughs> uh, we got afa.net uh, slash events. That's afa.net slash events. We have a list of events that we have coming up. We have a variety of different events. We have a foundational a foundation town hall where we discuss a little bit of the economics and finances going on in our country as well as take your Q&A and meet you there. We also got a, um, a, a, a AFA town hall, not a foundation, but an AFA town hall called Living the Gospel During Difficult Times where we will travel in this particular event. We will travel to Michigan. That's Muskegon, Michigan. We'll be there. Uh, also, we have our Marriage Family Life Conference coming up. And the mm-hmm. uh, best I can tell earlier is of lunchtime today, we still have the early bird Special available. Is that right, Walker? That's exactly right. Uh, the early bird discount, that's 25% off, by the way. Oh, nice. Is still available. So uh, how you get to all of these events. I was a final vote on that, by the way, so you're welcome on the 25% <laughs> off. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Taking credit for everything. I'm Imagine kidding. that. Hey, okay. uh, afa.net forward slash events will get you to be able to view all the three events. Nice. Are the three events that Wesley just mentioned. And then if you want to sign up for the Marriage Saving Life Conference, the discount code is EARLYBIRD22. EARLYBIRD22. That's also on the website as well. You can see that on the image. Uh, so go to afa.net events to check out all of the events that are coming up. And we spent more time in other programs going into the details of these events. And we've had guests on to talk about Marriage Family Life event. All the, the primary reason I wanted to bump it and hit it today is to let you know that we are getting out there. You know, there's a lot of things we do here on site. You listen to our radio network, you, a lot of you get our uh, the stand, our print edition to what we do here. A lot of y'all get some of the uh, videos and documentaries that we produce here. However, we're not just doing work here. We're mm. leaving and we're meeting you and we're doing work out there too. So Amen. this is. I just want to let you know about these events. Hopefully, go check it out. Hopefully, we're going to be in your area. And if not, tab that uh, link because over the next five, six, seven years, we're going to be all over the country. And yes. we will. And at some point, we'll be close by within driving distance of you. So. And we'll let you know about that when we get there. Now, moving on. I like it. We have breaking news. 
I wanted our audience, the core, to be the first to hear. And that is, it has been confirmed in all 50 states, five days a week, seven days a week, including on Sunday. In all territories, right? In all territories. <laughs> that the COVID shot, I mean, sorry, the COVID vaccine, I apologize, the COVID vaccine <laughs> does not prevent you or anyone from getting COVID. Mm. Breaking news number two. You heard it first here. Even with taking us down, <laughs> guys. This is serious. This is breaking news. Okay. Even with the COVID shot, you can still get and spread COVID. Okay. I just want to make sure everybody heard that, knew that. You just so, made headlines. Associated <laughs> Press, Fox News—they're all about to there, pick you up. There was a part of me there toward the end of my sarcasm that I realized that. That's even old news. But Wesley, <laughs> so, okay, so so, so you're you're okay, you're doing no, a little bit of tongue in cheek, but yeah. that is a serious. Yeah. Those are serious statements. Those are serious statements. Made. Yeah. And I love the breaking news bumper there, Bobby. Appreciate by the that, way, Bobby. Well Thank done. You. Um, but to my point last segment, and sure. what I started this segment with, Wesley, I was talking about Russia, Ukraine, China, etc. But to your point about the COVID nineteen shots, sure that are not performing medically as they were intended to or right. supposed to. Or said, yeah, yeah, supposed yeah. to. Supposed so so America and our government, and in return the taxpayers, we pay billions mm-hmm. to the pharmaceutical companies to produce these shots, Wesley, that were supposed to serve as vaccines and prevent infection. And it turns out the shots do not do that. No, they don't do that. And, and what do we do? What does our media do and our politicians? They go back to the same people that produce the shots that don't work, mm-hmm. and they tell them, what can we do to get shots that do work? Yeah, you think about uh, the same person, and I forget his name, but there was a gentleman out of London who did the prediction of the percentage. I think it was the, he said we would we would save – this is what he – it's in the study I get here. Mm-hmm. We, would, we would save 98% of potential COVID deaths if we did the lockdowns and shutdowns. Well, it turned turned out, you know, that's not true. Um, but yet, he was also proven untrue in years past too with his predictions. So we've got to we've got to consider the sources that we have here. Uh, but to your point, I, I made some jokes about these, but these things are true. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I do use some uh, some some comedy and some humor here. But you would be surprised of the people. Now, I'm not saying it's a majority, but I still have conversations with people who and they they respond in a manner that believe that these things such as the masks, the lockdowns, mm. the shots, that these are still solutions yeah. to eliminate COVID. And so, so okay, yeah. so let, let's open this can now. Yeah. We, we, we just got the, the, the can opener out. We're like prying at it now. Let's go ahead and open this thing up, okay. Wesley. So what you have here is a lot of people think that that this whole lockdowns and masks and shots, giving everybody a shot, that it's all kind of experimental, and, and and a lot of the shots are experimental. But the other measures, such as lockdown and mask, Wesley, epidemiologists and scientists and doctors have studied these type of measures for decades, and what were some of their conclusions? Yes, before I answer that, there's there's always we're gonna we're gonna make mistakes in live radio, but let me just say this. Let me clarify this. I'm not saying that masks don't help you. What I'm saying is masks doesn't stop the spread of COVID. Mm. So let me just clarify yeah. that. All right. With that said, 
Right, you did me backwards there, but I'll we'll swap for since you asked the question. You're, it's your show, right? It, well, you it's your show. It, it is. It's understood that it's my show. Okay, so you said this. I'll do that. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll All turn. Right. I'll turn the rudder. No problem. All right. 2006 <laughs> study. Remember 2006. So as I begin to read this and we walk through this, this was done in 2006. Okay. All right. Now 2016, not 2026. We're not even there yet. This was <laughs> happened years and years and years ago. Public health officials in 2006, there were several of them, from the Center of Biosecurity of the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. They went through a list of mitigation actions that could be used in the event of a pandemic of influenza and or other pandemic, along with other potential repercussions of what could happen. And they concluded a handful of things. They concluded that lockdowns and quarantines and the extent and extending school closures were not recommended as they override principle and the override principle was explained in this quote experiences experiences has shown that communities faced with epidemics or other adverse events respond best and with least anxiety when normal social functioning of the community is least disrupted pause there for, I'm going to pause there for a minute as we, as we continue to walk through this and just think about this for a moment. If you're in a room and somebody has a medical issue that arises, a car wreck, let's say that's outside of a room, obviously, but a car wreck. Yeah, a heart attack. Yeah, a heart attack, any type of medical situation or really just something traumatic that happens in their life. How much good does it do if the person in the room, if there is a person in the room that is, that is totally out of control, lost their mind, they're screaming, they're acting up, they're, they're just completely uh, outside their realm of being able to think clearly. Mm. It only adds to the anxiety and only adds to the difficulty of trying to find a quick solution to limit the situation, right? Yeah. Well, that's literally exactly what the medical field and that's literally exactly what the media, especially the media and big tech, did and some of these companies when they jumped into all these uh, protocols and, and it was panic. And it was panic. Yes. Yeah, it which, was, which panic is the opposite of what we need when we're faced with a difficult time. And so that's what they 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 concluded reality mm. into what was going on here. They also said this: COVID shots were not supposed to set you free, but bring life back to what it looked like in 2019. No masks, no lockdowns, freedom for our freedom, no lockdowns, and freedom for everyone, regardless of vaccinated status. If you agree, if you don't agree that COVID-19 restrictions and mandates in your area, please, we're asking you to fight back against those right now because they are just, um, it's just very difficult to, to believe that this is something that's going to happen. He also says this, says closures of schools beyond 10 to 14 days was not recommended unless all other points of contact, such as restaurants, churches were closed also, which we saw that. There was a total opposite. It wasn't the, you had some things shut down, but not others. Mm. But they noted, quote, such widespread closures and sustained through sustained through throughout the pandemic would most certainly have serious adverse social and economic effects. Did mm. we, have we seen that? Absolutely. Mm. 2006, they said this would not work. And uh, without without going to an extensive read here, they conclude on multiple occasions in all aspects that it would not. Shut and they they decided this and they concluded and went through all this back in 2006. Yeah. All right. With the time we got left, I do want to get to this. 
Uh, there are 12 researchers from the John Hopkins School of Public Health, com- combining these schools, Harvard Medical School and the University of Oxford. Together, 12 researchers got together, and they have outlined four reasons of unexpected consequences of doing forced mandated shots. So let's just focus on the shots mm, for just a second. And this is from Johns Hopkins? This is from John Hopkins, Harvard Medical School, and the University of Oxford. Now, key word here is the word mandate. Okay. Okay, that's the key word here. But we're, at no point have we ever suggested that any t- – we're not anti-medicine. Right. We believe in medicine. The, the and, key, and we debunked the whole anti-vax propaganda and, and narrative. Absolutely. Last week on the show. Good. And you can go back to listen to that on AFR.net. However, keyword mandate. So they concluded that the unattended, unattended consequences of mandating COVID shots are these four things from, from four angles. One, a behavioral psych- psychology standpoint would be this, a stigma and a scapegoat and people developing conspiracy theorists and distrust in the government. Government. Mm. Oh, well, hmm. All right. From a political and legal effect, they concluded this, point number two. Injection mandates could cause erosion of civil liber- civil liberty. I apologize, I can't speak today. <laughs> civil civil liberty, a polarization, and a disunity in global health governance. Mm. Huh. Point number three that they concluded through the last two years of data that they concluded is that the reason you do not want to force shots, and this would be an unintended consequence, would be this: a socioeconomics. Injection mandates could cause a disparity and inequality and reduce health system capacity and erosion erosion from 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 life and social work. Last but not least, they said that the integrity of science and health could be at risk. The consequence, the unintended consequence, could include the erosion of informed consent, trust, and public health trust of oversight. Don't tell me you're still reading from the 2006 study. Yep. Wow. I thought it, it was something that was just compiled yep. recently to kind of back up what happened in 06. So, folks, 2006, these scenarios of a, of a global pandemic. It's, it's new to us, but not new to them. They have studied this for decades. Mm-hmm. And all the measures, to Wesley's point, that were taken were, the opposite. were, were, were proven <laughs> ineffective in all studies done previously, but yet the people that knew better mm. told us that the measures would work, and they did. Mm-mm. Be careful who you trust, and sometimes the people in charge you can't trust. AFA at the core, be back in a few minutes. In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. 
So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Aria is suffering for the gospel. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. Aria lives in the Middle East in a radical Muslim family. She accepted the invitation of a Christian friend to attend a weekly Bible study and eventually received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. She took her Bible study booklet home, hiding it in her room before her mother found it and gave it to her father. He beat young Aria nearly to death and called the officials to report her as an infidel. They took her to a remote cell where they assaulted her and the Christian friend and eventually let them go. Now, these two women, they didn't grow bitter. They grew bold, and together they've seen hundreds come to Christ in the Middle East where it's nearly impossible to get a Bible. And that's why Bible League is inviting you to send God's Word to bible believers around the globe at only $5 a Bible. $100 sends 20 every gift matched. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or click sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. And God bless you for caring. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. Well, you know, I said that I was making people uncomfortable, and I tend to do that at times, which is not a bad thing. I mean, sometimes it's good for us to be uncomfortable <laughs> as uh as uh, AOC said about protests, you know, protests are meant to make people feel uncomfortable. Unless you're protesting against mandates and tyranny, well, then you can't do that, such as the truckers did in Canada. But um, what's going on in in Ukraine, folks, is um, what happens when you have weak leadership from the West. It's what happens when you have weak leadership in the West and... Uh, we've been trying, America's been trying this uh, This let's intervene in everybody else's foreign affairs. Uh, we've been trying it. We've been doing it for decades, folks. And it has put us $30 trillion in debt. Thousands of American military members have died fighting on foreign lands for causes that were, 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 were very vague, were very up in the air, no real strategic goals, no real uh, uh, tie, tying American interest to the, to the conflicts overseas. So 
when I'm when I'm when I'm casting hesitation about U.S. military members going into Ukraine or surrounding Ukraine to potentially fight Russian troops, that is why I am casting hesitation there, because we've done this type stuff before, and and we look back a decade later after we got this thing started, or after we intervened, and it it hardly ever turns out good. And we, we look back and we go, why did we do that? What were we thinking? Why did we make those decisions? So we just need to really think through this in America before we just start telling, uh, you know, uh, telling Ukraine or telling our, 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 our generals that we're going over, we're going in, um, and we're going to fight uh, to defend Ukraine. So we need, we need some sober-mindedness. Uh, and uh, speaking of sober-mindedness, we also need that when we go to the uh, – to the election uh, booth uh, every year to elect our leaders. I have with us Rob Chambers. He's vice president of governmental affairs with American Family Association. He's also an executive VP over at AFA Action, which is the governmental affairs affiliate of AFA. Rob, welcome to the studio. Thanks, Walker. Glad to have you back. Yeah. And uh, I want to tell our audience, uh, well, I want to let you tell our audience, we have uh, really the first primary of this election cycle, mm-hmm. the 2022 midterms, happening today. Where is the primary? And tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, the primary is in the, in the great state, Lone Star State of Texas. And uh, so today, March 1, is the, is the launch of the first uh, p- political primary election uh, for the midterm elections in 2022. Uh, in the state of Texas, you have the uh, election of all Congressional members, that is, of the uh, U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate. You also have in the state of Texas the election of uh, statewide elected officials like the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general. Uh, you also have election for uh, land commissioner, for example. And then also all the state legislature is up for election. That means your uh, state house and uh, and state Senate elect, uh, elected officials are up for election. That's a lot of elections. Wow. Especially yeah. <laughs> in a state like Texas. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot, a lot of information, a yeah. lot of candidates running. And, uh, folks, I want our audience to begin thinking about primaries mm-hmm. more uh, because Rob can expound on this, but many elections are chosen during the primary. What do I mean by that? Uh, many uh, districts, congressional districts, many even uh, U.S. Senate seats, state, uh, state um, wide races, or state level, um, uh, state level uh, representative races. Uh, th- that's the word I was looking for. Are determined at the primary level. Why? The reason is because many districts are are deep blue, are deep red. They lean heavily Republican, or they lean heavy Democrats, so it's not as much about who the Republican and Democrat are running against each other in November, but much of it is decided on who those nominees are to begin with, which happens at the primary level. Am I on the right track, Rob? Absolutely, and many of those uh, primary elections, for example, uh, are won by as few as 1% to 2% of the vote. Mm. So you have in these primaries, uh, the primary is who is determined who runs in the general election in November. So yes. many, t- so much of the time, as you're pointing out or alluding to, Walker, is that so many people think, oh, well, I'm just going to wait till November and vote. Well, who you vote on in November was already determined back in the primary. For, yes. uh, for example, in the state of Texas, that's today. 
the polls close today at 7 p.m. in the state of Texas. So if you're in the state of Texas and listening, go vote. Go vote yeah. today. And, 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 and we have uh, AFA Action purchased or acquired the iVoter Guide uh, back a couple months ago. So iVoterGuide.com is now a division of AFA Action. So that's what uh, I'm the CEO of AFA Action. Rob is an executive vice president there. And so iVoter Guide is part of AFA Action now. And Rob, tell our audience a little bit about the iVoter Guide. Well, the iVoter Guide is a really incredible tool. I encourage you, uh, this is not your grandmother or grandfather's voter guide where you had one piece of paper and where you had like a, a single issues there on the voter guide. What our voter guide does is it looks at uh, candidates, how they voted in the past. They look at where they get their money. Uh, they also look at where who they uh, what candidates they give money to. It also looks who uh, who uh, has endorsed them, for example. It also uh, looks on uh, looks at a survey, for example, if they com- uh, completed the AFA Action I Voter Guide survey. It'll uh, candidates will tell you their view on on abortion, for example. And so you can get all of that information, all of that in the state of Texas. You go to iVoterGuide.com. You can use your smartphone and uh, go to the internet iVoterGuide.com. You can find out how iVoter Guide evaluates these candidates from a very liberal to a very conservative perspective. And, and this is this is intended, uh, folks, to help w- with these primaries because we mm-hmm. understand primaries at times are difficult because there are so many candidates on the ballot uh, that it's hard to know who you should vote for, uh, where people stand, where the candidates stand on the issues. So iVoterGuide.com is the website, iVoterGuide.com. Uh, key in your address. Uh, and your state, and you will be able to uh, see what your ballot looks like, who is on, who is going to be on the ballot when you go to vote, and then uh, where they stand on the issues. So we're 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 uh, working with uh, AFA Action and I Voter Guide to get this out there for you to use when you go vote. So uh, go ahead and take advantage of that, Rob Chambers. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thanks, Walker. See you. All right, we'll have you on again. That's Rob Chambers, Executive VP over at AFA Action, also a Vice President here at American Family Association, uh, Rob Chambers, and iVoterGuide.com is the website. iVoterGuide.com is the website. Today is the first primary in the state of Texas, and we'll be having uh, the country, U.S., will be having primaries over the next few months. And then leading into November of this year, there will be the general election or the midterms is is what they call it. Um so iVoterGuide.com, that's where you can get all the informa- information you need to know about the candidates before you go vote. So, folks, we're, we're doing a lot of the heavy lifting for you. iVoterGuide and AFA Action, they are doing all of the heavy lifting for you. All you have to do is go to the website and print off or, or have a PDF there of the candidates, where they stand on the issues, and that helps you be an informed voter. So iVoterGuide.com is a website. We'll also link to this on our podcast page at AFR.net so you can click through. Uh, back to uh, some of the clips for today. I want to play this clip from from Steve Bannon. I thought it was absolutely spot on. A little bit of tongue-in-cheek, a little bit of sarcasm here, but this is Steve Bannon, a former uh, Trump administration official. This is him on his talk show uh, talking about all the Twitter warriors and the Facebook warriors and and all these millennials, speaking to myself, or all these millennials who are up in uh, uh, Twitter arm <laughs> about what's going on in Ukraine, they're mad about it, and they just want Vladimir Putin taken down at all costs. 
This is Steve Bannon and his perspective on that. I want to also make a call to all the millennials out there that are all for this, all the millennials here in the United States that are putting up on your social media. you got full opportunity. Zelensky needs a militia. He needs support. Get on the trains. Get on the plane. Start heading into the Ukraine. Bill Ackman's calling for direct American military intervention. Instead of sending America's boys and girls over there in the military, instead of sending troops, why don't we have all the millennials that are so hot on this, up on social media, and, and just Steve, get on a plane, get to Europe, know, get on a train, pour it in there. Zelensky's looking for, uh, just go, go, go today. There you have it. Steve Bannon says, you know, all the millennials that are that are upset on Twitter and they want America to go fight Russia with uh, with our own blood. Why don't you guys go do it? I mean, it, it, you can do it. You can fly over, probably land in Poland or another surrounding country and and cross the border into Ukraine. I'm sure the Ukrainian government will provide arms and then you can take on on, on Vladimir Putin's regime right there on the ground in Ukraine, and you can defend the Ukrainian people if that's what you want to do. I'm even seeing stories now of foreign fighters heading into Ukraine to defend Ukraine. And so those who want to do that, have at it. Um, I think I think if people want to do that on their own volition, that's a righteous cause. Uh, but let's don't start dragging American military members, uh, wives and husbands, sons and daughters, uh, in to defend Ukraine with American blood and no long-term strategic goal on the table. And uh, this, uh, this other clip I want to play, speaking of people blaming other people and then, you know, really getting us into a mess, getting us into a very bad predicament, but then also raising their hand for the solution, let's listen to the former senator out of Missouri, Clara McCaskill, she's now a MSNBC contributor. Let's listen to her say, basically, orange man bad, go back to blaming Trump, and then praise Joe Biden for this entire situation. Clip three, let's listen. Well, if everyone who is a Republican wasn't so anxious to blame Biden for the sun coming up in the morning, I think a really clear-eyed view of what is going on right now shows that Biden and his administration, first, they got the information out there that ruined Putin's plan to have an excuse for this murderous aggression. They did that first. Secondly, it appears that they united NATO that had been, by the way, can I just have an aside here? Anything. Trump saying that he strengthened NATO is almost as bad as Putin saying that the Ukrainian government was full of Nazis. These are both liars. They are just big, fat liars. And it's so frustrating that at a moment when our country should come together and frankly realize that what Biden has done has been pretty darn effective. I mean, think about this. The ruble crashed. They can't even open their stock market. The interest rate went to 20% overnight. All of a sudden, the oligarch's money is frozen and the reserves that Putin had been building up, we have effectively figured out a way to clamp down on them being able to milk the money that Putin put aside to deal with these sanctions. So economically um, and overnight, Biden, in conjunction with the Western allies, have not only become united, they've made Russia a pariah. I mean, you don't think it's bugging Putin that the Bolshoi 
is now being told they can't dance anywhere. On the soccer his, team. Is, his yeah, athletes yeah. can no longer compete in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy who's more about that than he is caring about the Russian people. Folks, do not take that bait. Do not take that bait. And this is, this is decades in the making of conditioning American citizens to accept failure and think that we are victorious. Mm. You cannot curry us into a position where Vladimir Putin and Russian troops by the thousands are invading another nation and then claim that we are being effective. You can't do that with humility, with honesty, and with integrity. This entire situation is an utter failure of American leadership. And in the midst of the failure, in the midst of the quagmire, we have the talking heads claiming that Joe Biden is the savior of the West. How about we talk about, which we're doing on this show, one of the one of the few shows in this country talking like this, why don't we talk about how we shouldn't have even been in this situation to begin with? If your teenager wrecks, the ve- wrecks their vehicle because they were being reckless and irresponsible, you don't walk up to them and go, I'm so glad that you have a plan to fix the vehicle. No, you walk up to them and go, what on earth were you doing when you wrecked this vehicle? Our leaders have driven America into the ditch and they're the same ones claiming that they're going to go get the, 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 the tow truck to get us out of the ditch. And everybody's going, thank you so much for getting the tow truck. How about we avoid the ditch altogether and stop letting the same people that get us into these terrible places be the same ones to try to pull us out? It's time to start relying on people who keep their word and know how to lead America and her people. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.